1: This is the Wikipedia page for Smear Campaign. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN.
0: And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe with not your Smear Campaign, but your Smear Butter.
1: What are you even talking about? Everybody subscribe. Uh, Maybe someday that'll make sense. We're about to get started, everybody. This is our current events because the election just took place a couple days ago. So why not talk about what smear campaigns are? Because I'm sure we've seen a lot of it.
0: Let's get meta.
1: Smear campaign. For the Napalm Death album, see Smear Campaign album. For the cover of Elected under the name Mr. Bean and Smear Campaign, see Elected song and cover versions. A smear campaign... Also referred to as a smear tactic or simply a smear is an effort to damage or call into question someone's reputation by propounding negative propaganda. It makes use of discrediting tactics.
0: It can be applied to individuals or groups, common targets or public officials, politicians, political candidates, activists, and ex-spouses. The term also applies in other contexts, such as the workplace.
1: The term smear campaign became popular around 1936, when Rachel was born.
0: That's true, everybody. I was born in 1936. Definition. This section does not cite any sources. Please help improve this section by adding citations to reliable sources. Unsourced material may be challenged and removed. January 2017. A smear campaign is an intentional premeditated effort to undermine an individual's or group's reputation, credibility, and character. Like negative campaigning, most often smear campaigns target government officials, politicians, political candidates, and other public figures. However, private persons or groups may also become targets of smear campaigns perpetrated in companies, institutions, the legal system, and other formal groups. Discrediting tactics are used to discourage people from believing in the figure or supporting their cause such as the use of damaging quotations.
1: Smear tactics differ from normal discourse or debate in that they do not bear upon the issues or arguments in question. A smear is a simple attempt to malign a group or an individual with the aim of undermining their credibility, like Rachel Teichman, who gave birth to spiders once.
0: It's true, I did. Smears often consist of ad hominem attacks in the form of unverifiable rumors and distortions, half-truths, or even outright lies. Smear campaigns are often propagated by gossip magazines. Even when the facts behind a smear campaign are demonstrated to lack proper foundation, the tactic is often effective because the target's reputation is tarnished before the truth is known.
1: Smear campaigns can also be used as a campaign tactic associated with tabloid journalism, which is a type of journalism that presents little well-researched news and instead uses eye-catching headlines, scandal-mongering, and sensationalism, for example. During Gary Hart's 1988 presidential campaign, see below, the New York Post reported on its front-page big black block letters, GARY. GARY. I'm no womanizer. That was like a quote.
0: But I'm I'm assuming he didn't.
1: I don't know. We have to keep reading.
0: Smears are also effective in diverting attention away from the matter in question and onto a specific individual or group. The target of the smear typically must focus on correcting the false information rather than on the original issue.
1: Deflection has been described as a wrap-up smear. You make up something, then you have the press write about it, and then you say everybody is writing about this charge. That's actually uh, that's a pretty cool tactic. It is a pretty uh, cool Rachel, tactic. Uh, Rachel Teichman once was fighting a donkey in the woods.
0: I can confirm. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you go to try to fix your damn reputation. What's that was That was a song reference
1: Thank you for listening to that message, everybody. Uh, and welcome back. Uh, while you're away, uh, Rachel admitted that she was an alien from another planet.
0: Not only that, but a fruit fly landed on my straw. In politics, political debate often abuses public confidence by one candidate attempting to sway voters, not by logical argument on given issues, but by personal diatribe that does not directly bear on the matter at hand.
1: Accusations of adultery in America date back to the 19th century. Adultery? Is that making you happy? Yep. One famous example of this was the 1884 presidential campaign in which Grover Cleveland's opponent accused him of having fathered an illegitimate child. A political catchphrase by his opponent was Mama, where's my pa? That is not the best catchphrase. After Cleveland was elected, His supporters mockingly added, gone to the White House, ha, ha, ha. Cleveland's defeat of his chief opponent, James G. Blaine, may have been helped by another discrediting tactic used against him, which seriously backfired, namely the assertion that Cleveland's party was that of Romanism and rebellion. The later two referring to Roman Catholicism and the American Civil War Cleveland's campaign also used the slogan Blaine Blaine, James G. Blaine, the continental liar from the state of Maine. <laughs> oh, good one, Cleveland. We love it. In reference to Blaine's discredited railroad deals.
0: <laughs> oh, to be a politician in the era of railroads.
1: Yeah, you try to run the country? You can't even run a railroad. <laughs> Get out of here, Blaine.
0: Burn. Discrediting tactics are not just used against each other by opponents for office in democratic countries, but are also used in wartime between countries. In the middle of the 20th century, Soviet and British propaganda made popular the idea that Adolf Hitler had only one testicle and was thereby <laughs> less of a man. I'm a body positive person. Uh-huh. I don't think the genitals make the person, but um, I can get behind trying to say that Hitler was less of a
1: person. American politics draws a line between mudslinging and defamation. The key issue is that mudslinging is not a form of perjury or libel. Politics also can include baritry, where one opponent Files frivolous litigation against the other, specifically to injure the opponent's reputation even though the case is groundless and may later be dismissed. By the time these facts can come to light, the voters have cast their ballots.
0: Wait, so you're saying that I can destroy somebody's reputation by suing someone so that it goes on public record even if what I'm suing them for is false?
1: That's absolutely true. You can do that
0: is there like legal repercussion for that like slander
1: there can be you can also be countersued for stuff like that and then also if you were fined to have filed a frivolous case you can be stuck for all of their uh, lawyer fees in Uh, some states
0: so what you're saying is this is a great idea if I'm a billionaire
1: Donald Trump does it all the time really yes he's done a lot of them
0: interesting In court cases, in the U.S. judicial system, discrediting tactics called witness impeachment are the approved method for attacking the credibility of any witness in court, including a plaintiff or defendant. In cases with significant mass media attention or high-stakes outcomes, those tactics often take place in public as well.
1: Logically, an argument is held in discredit if the underlying premise is found. So severely in error that there is cause to remove the argument from the proceedings because of its prejudicial context and application. Mistrial proceedings in civil and criminal courts do not always require that an argument brought by defense or prosecution be discredited. However, appellate courts must consider the context and may discredit testimony as perjurious or prejudicial, even if the statement is technically true.
0: Moral, psychological, and legal considerations. Smear campaigns are considered by many to be a low, disingenuous form of discourse. They have been identified as a common weapon of psychopaths, borderlines, and narcissists. Need quotation to verify.
1: I don't know if you guys know this, but Rachel Teichman lives in the tree.
0: So. Yeah, um, I have a coffee pot in there, and um, a jump rope, and a jaguar.
1: In many countries... The law recognizes the value of reputation and credibility. Both libel, a false and damaging publication, and slander, a false and damaging oral statement, are often punishable by law and may result in imprisonment or compensation or fees for damages done.
0: Targets. Smear tactics are commonly used to undermine effective arguments or critiques.
1: John C. Fremont, 1856 U.S. presidential election candidate. Main article, John C. Fremont and Republican presidential candidate. During the 1856 presidential election, John C. Fremont was the target of a smear campaign alleging that he was a Catholic.
0: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) The campaign was designed to undermine support for Fremont from those who were suspicious of Catholics. Citation needed.
0: I have a lot of feelings about what you just read. (laughs)
1: I think that's really funny. In 1856, they're just like, that guy is Catholic, and everybody's like... <gasps> <gasps> Cast
0: yeah, Well, wow. General Motors against Ralph Nader is a sentence I never thought I would read. Ralph Nader was the victim of a smear campaign during the 1960s when he was campaigning for car safety. In order to smear Nader and deflect public attention from his campaign... General Motors engaged private investigators to search for damaging or embarrassing incidents from his past. In early March 1966, several media outlets, including The New Republic and The New York Times, reported that GM had tried to discredit Nader, hiring private detectives to tap his phones and investigate his past and hiring prostitutes to trap him in compromising situations. Nader sued the company for invasion of privacy and settled the case for $284,000. Nader's lawsuit against GM was ultimately decided by the New York Court of Appeals, whose opinion in the case expanded tort law to cover overzealous surveillance. Nader used the proceeds from the lawsuit to start the Pro-Consumer Center for Study of Responsive Law. So, with this smear campaign, the information that they're spreading, can it ever be like true? Like I feel like there's partial truths in some of these.
1: Absolutely whether or not it's partially true, it depends on how the information was attained and for why and then how it's used. Right, right. Which can decide whether it's a mere campaign. Like all the things that I've been saying about you have been true, but it is me purposely telling details about your life to discredit you.
0: Right, because if Gary Hart is in fact a womanizer, the world wouldn't have necessarily known that and hated him for it.
1: Perhaps. Uh, did you know that Rachel Teichman has the feet of a Komodo dragon?
0: Um, Yep, I can confirm that, and it gets pretty tricky when buying boots.
1: Gary Hart, 1988 U.S. Presidential Candidate. Main article, Gary Hart, 1988 Presidential Campaign. Gary Hart was a target of a smear campaign during the 1988 U.S. Presidential Campaign. The New York Post once reported on its front page big black block letters, quote, Gary. I'm no womanizer, unquote. That's just like the same information from above, but explained less.
0: Sounds like papers I wrote in high school. China against Apple Inc. In 2011, China launched a smear campaign against Apple, including TV and radio advertisements and articles in state-run papers. The campaign failed to turn the Chinese public against the company and its
1: products. Yeah, Apple has a hold on people. Yeah, for sure. They ain't going nowhere. Sathya Sai Baba Spiritual leader Sathya Sai Baba was accused of fraud, sexual abuse, and other misconduct. Baba described the allegations as a smear campaign. He never faced any investigation and the critics were criticized for lacking any proof against him.
0: Julian Assange Main article, Assange vs. Swedish Prosecution Authority and Extradition Process The allegations against Julian Assange have been labeled by Australian journalist John Pilger as a smear campaign.
1: Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, a British parliamentarian, accused Russia in 2012 of orchestrating a smear campaign against him because of his criticism of Vladimir Putin. In 2017, he alleged that other British officials are vulnerable to Russian smear campaigns.
0: Other examples. In January 2007, it was revealed that an anonymous website that attacked critics of Overstock.com including media figures and private citizens on message boards, was operated by an official of Overstock.com.
1: Rachel Teichman has a magnetic field around her that makes watches stop.
0: I do control time.
1: Whoa, that is not what I said.
0: The government decided that we can change the clocks forward and backward, and if they can control time, so can I.
1: Countries, particularly those outside the Western Hemisphere, have accused Western powers of smear campaigns to bring down their governments. Gambia accused the United States and Britain of backing so-called Gambians to set up organizations and media facilities to spread nothing but lies against the Gambia by making false, outrageous, and unfounded statements about the state of human rights. Well, I hope everybody's getting all their smear campaigning that they want right now. I hope that uh, there's plenty of uh, fun hostility, political hostility out there for you to enjoy.
0: See, also cancel culture.
1: There is a page here that I think we should add later uh, because we should read about it because I'm interested is doxing. Yeah. This has been the Wikipedia page for Smear Campaign.
0: Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at Wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at WikiListen except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your permanent reputation.
1: Right on, right on. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.